Worldview Update, bringing you closer to international or global news. In Russia overnight, the President Vladimir Putin again delivering a speech to his nation saying that people who led the Wagner Group in its apparent attempted rebellion over the weekend have betrayed the nation. Meanwhile, the leader of the group, Yevgeny Prigozhin, claims that he was not trying to overthrow Putin. It's still not clear this morning where Prigozhin actually is. After it was claimed he would go into exile or receive asylum in Belarus over the weekend, members of the Wagner Group said they'd been marching on Moscow because Russia's war in Ukraine was being hampered by bad leadership. Gustavo de Cavallo is a senior researcher on Russia-Africa ties at the African Governance and Diplomacy Program at the South African Institute of International Affairs. Gustavo, good morning. Thanks for your time this morning. Uh, good morning. Good morning. So Putin addressed the nation on Saturday. Now he addresses the nation again. What kind of message is he trying to send? Is he trying to show that he's still in charge? I, I think what Putin is trying to do now is certainly gain control of portions of the army that he hasn't been able to put within his authority. Uh, what, what we've seen in the last couple of days from, from Prigozhin's side is, is, a, is an attempt to try to revert the decision that was taken a couple of weeks ago. And Vladimir Putin at this stage is going all in for that option, the, providing the possibility of Wagner uh, contracts to, to be done within the military, uh, the Ministry of Defense. And, and it's, certainly it is something that many of us were expecting to happen with this tension between the Wagner with the autonomy that it has created in the terrain and the Ministry of Defense trying to regain some space and command and control within its forces. Um, There's so many questions around what could happen to Boghossian now. I mean, surely he can't stay in Russia. But if he has so many soldiers under his command, can he really go to Belarus and would Putin feel safe with him in Belarus? Uh, that is definitely the next step that we all would like to know. Uh, the, m- many of the, the, the Wagner Group contractors uh, have showed dissatisfaction against Prigozhin himself. Uh, so what, what Putin would certainly try to do is to split the, the alliances and to split the expectations from, from these contractors that they will be able to gain financial uh, resources and not be a, not necessarily be uh, uh, tried in, in this process. So, so it's still a lot to, to know what is going to happen with Prigozhin if he goes to Belarus and particularly what will going to happen with the forces. Uh, at this stage, it's expected that many of them will join the Ministry of Defense, but it's still too early to tell. Um, one of the demands that Prigozhin made, he, w- he was very um, uh, upset about what he said was the leadership of the campaign in Ukraine. And he said two of the top military leaders of Russia's invasion be sacked. They're still in their positions. I think only one of them's appeared in public. The other hasn't. What does that tell us? I mean, does that tell us that Putin is still going to do he's going to manage things as he wants to manage them? Yes, yes. I, I think when we talk about the Ministry of Defense, uh, Shoigu and the, the head of the army, Gerasimov, uh, bo- both of them have been under a lot of criticism in the last cu- last couple of months. Uh, for Vladimir Putin at this stage, it would be really hard for him to provide uh, a- any kind of like immediate response to Prigozhin because that would show him to be even weaker than he shows right now. Uh, but it would be important to, to see. The, the army has been facing difficulties uh, since the beginning of the war. For many, the, 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 the most clear scapegoat is to, to, to blame them instead of blaming Vladimir Putin. Uh, but we should be expecting, if not necessarily changes within the leadership, but certainly changes in the approach that the Ministry of Defense 
conducts its operation, much more centralized approaches. We've seen already the Chechen forces have already signed a contract with the Ministry of Defense, showing this quite a large attempt of controlling their army, ensuring a more centralized structure. It would be really difficult to achieve, but it's certainly the objective that we see at the moment as it's escalating in, in the last couple of days. I mean, one of the key moments of military strategy is what people call a, a two-front war. Uh, Putin obviously was fighting in Ukraine. Has Prigozhin almost opened a, a second front in some way? He sort of has to watch his back, to put it in, to put it in different language. Absolutely. I think the, the one thing the mutiny of the weekend showed is that the army is very divided. Uh, we had seen also it's important to say that after the Battle of Bakhmut, uh, Wagner troops have already retracted. So, so there is already, it was a period already of moving of personnel around. Uh, I think the important thing for us to see is whether uh, the Wagner group will have any kind of military use from the Belarus front, uh, uh, noting that if many of the troops go to Belarus, what will happen? Uh, certainly the split between Prigozhin and Putin increases, uh, but we, it, it wouldn't be surprising if we see that uh, uh, the, the Kremlin finds another utility for, for the group from a different front. And the fact that Ukraine, from what I can see, there have been one or two public comments from leaders, but they haven't. They didn't sort of launch an attack necessarily over the weekend or so far as I can see. Have they missed a gap here or were they right to sort of, you know, attack when they're ready and not before, never mind what's happening in Russia? I think the situation in the terrain remains unchanged. Uh, Ukraine has opened a counteroffensive the last couple of weeks. Still quite a measured counteroffensive. We've seen a lot of probing attacks, especially in the last week happening, attacks to logistic supplies to the troops. But to, to a large degree, I think what the Ukrainians will try to exploit at this state is the apparent division that we see within the Russian army uh, and, 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 it's the, and, and may have a big implications for for the war in the terrain. So, so I think it's important for us to watch in that space well, what happens, and especially when we, we start seeing a larger use of equipment, a larger use of counterattacks by the Ukrainians. Gustavo, thank you. Gustavo de Cavallo is a senior researcher on Russia-Africa ties at the African Governance and Diplomacy Program at the S Institute of International Affairs. 27 minutes now to, it's 27 minutes now after 6 o'clock.